First time, long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. First time, long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? How you doing? Pretty good, Tommy. Nice to nice to be here again. Pretty good. We're running it back. They tried to shut us down. We're, we're going to be coming each and every week bringing you the newest and the hottest Mets talk. Deliciously hot takes fresh off my uh, for new Weber grill that I got from uh, BJ's fifty nine ninety nine. It was on clearance. You're still a charcoal guy, right? Big charcoal guy. Uh, don't, li- don't like the uh, propane tank. Had a bit of an accident a couple of years ago and uh, went right back to charcoal. But, you know, enough about me. Let's talk about our boss sponsor this week. I'm very excited about it. That's why I jumped right in. Uh, It is Eddie's Soapbox in East Rockaway. It's a great spot. Uh, It's one of those ones where all the waitresses call you sweetie, which is a nice touch. You know, they put, yeah, they put your beer in a mug. They take the mug out of the freezer, which I've heard is dangerous. But, you know, uh, screw it, right? You only live once. YOLO, as my kids say. Uh, makes you feel like a king. As for the Slippery Clam, I know they were our sponsors last week. For the first time in first-time, long-time history, we are not the problem. We did not uh, screw things up at the Clam. Right. We, we went there last week. We were trying to watch one of the ball games out in uh, Milwaukee with that stupid creep Bernie Brewer. And uh, we got there. The doors, they're all boarded up. So uh, long story short, we were pretty bummed. We got uh, we got shit whacked off ten to fifteen millilights, sat in my Camry, and listened to uh, Howie Rose for two or three hours. Yeah, so the, yeah, the worst things listening to Howie, and I, I kind of felt like I was in that movie Old School where he shows up to the house and and everybody's gone. I said, "This is the slippery clam." I and I had thought it had been open for about twelve to fourteen years, but someone told me it was actually about sixteen months. Yeah, I mean, who knew? I mean, it's just it's one of those places where uh, I guess you know business is not flourishing. Uh, by the way, I love that movie Old School. That Will Ferrell is hilarious. He's uh, a funny he's, guy. What you know? I mean, you you should love him, the fellow Irishman Will Ferrell. And uh, you know, so anyway, uh, welcome Eddie Soapbox and East Rockaway. Happy to have you as part of the first time, long time team. Hopefully, we will have you on board for a long time. How about those Mets, I think. Uh, we just got back from an absolute shellacking. Uh, this guy, this guy, guy James Towelon, uh, beats a, beats the Christ out of us. Uh, we, we're getting. I'm looking up. I'm I'm sitting there eating my mom's a Corona. Next thing you know, I'm like, we're getting no hit. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, I caught a T-shirt from that T-shirt gun. I almost I almost threw up into it. Very bad game tonight. Yeah, not ideal. You were talking about, uh, you know, taking steps with the Fitbit. We can hope these guys take some more steps around the bases, the way that they're doing things of, of late. And I agree with you completely. We're watching this kid tally on it through four innings. The guy's throwing like 30 pitches, and the Mets got no hits. And it's not ideal. And, you know, hoping it's going to get better over the next couple of days as we go in as we gun through, as we gun through, as we run through the schedule playing against these pirates, these sea hooligans again, it's going to be Noah Sindingard, your boy, the Nordic master against Jeff Locke. And uh, I tell you, Richie, this is interesting. Pittsburgh 
third in the majors, 46 stolen bases so far this season. When they played against Syndergaard on June 8th in Pittsburgh, Pirates swiped three bags. So, uh, got to be careful with Noah the Juice Man. And, you know, as I say, Noah the Juice Man, you actually brought this to my attention. Pretty interesting article. The guy, the guy likes his juice. Yeah, I found the Daily News in the LIWR the other day. It was, uh, it was one of the ones that left behind. I picked it up. I saw reading, Syndergaard has been drinking a bunch of juice. Uh, you know, not the type you're thinking about, the Ryan Braun juice, which shrinks your weenie, uh, but the juice that keeps your arm healthy. And I didn't know juice kept your arm healthy, but I love this. I hope the rest of the team gets on board with the juice. I don't know what's in the juice. Uh, I might start drinking some, too. Um, you know, even Bartolo. Bartolo should drink the juice, but for his juice, I would add some peanut butter to keep him nice and plump. You know, you don't want to screw up a good thing. Our offense has been... Absolute dog turds, but uh, you know the pitching. The pitching's been pretty top notch still. Um, I think the the takeaway here is that everybody should be drinking juice like no ascending god. Uh, and you know I'm always comfortable with this kid on the mound, so I'm hoping that uh, he gives that, the kid Locke a little case of the scurvy, and uh, we can finally take one from these stupid pirates. Yeah, I tell you, I don't have too much experience with the juice. I had a job site up on uh, 52nd and 5th, and they had the, those juice cots, but they wanted 7 to $8, and then I go around the halal cot, wanted 5 to 6 I said, Chief, I'm not too good at math, but I know the answer to this one. You know, lamb over rice all day long for the big guy. So hoping that the Mets could get their act together against Locke. Hopefully we have the key, if you you see what I did there. And, uh, and Richie, yes, <laughs> what do you got? Nah, I just I love that lock and key joke. It's unbelievable. I know it's uh, it's next level stuff. They should hire me to write for the Saturday Night Live. You know? Yeah, you could be like you could be like a Jay Leno writer. Hundred percent R.I.P. to Jay Leno. The guy's got a lot of nice cars. Uh, moving right along, as you mentioned earlier, Bartolo Colon going to be going on Thursday against Francisco Liriano, and we talked about the Mets' offensive struggles, but. Not doing too great against the lefties either. Hitting 231, a 680 OPS, 26 in the majors. Not ideal. But Richie, we talked a little bit about this ahead of the show. You're not you're not as concerned. Nah, Liriano, I gotta tell you, the only the only uh Francisco I like has a sand in front of it. All right. And uh, that's only because that show Full House was set there and it looked like a real nice family atmosphere. But uh, you know, getting back to the, the pitcher on the the Sea Hooligans. Liriano does not scare me. Any pitcher whose ERA approaches the number of DUIs I've gotten on the way home from a Jones Beach concert, five, in case you were wondering, uh, needs to stop being a herb and get a life. All right? Also, uh, Bartolo skipped a court date with one of his wives the other day, probably to get ready for the start, if I had to imagine. So he should be pretty sharp. Okay? You know, you don't just uh, skip out on a court date and not get your uh, side session in. So I'm looking for a big big outing from uh, Mr. Cologne. We need him to pitch well in case uh, we need to use him as trade bid at the deadline for Nolan Arando or uh, Paul Goldenschmidt. Yeah, I hear you there, Richie, and it's funny you mentioned the concerts. I remember, uh, luckily you didn't drive home that one time we were, saw Motley Crue two summers ago. You could have gotten two that night. I don't know if they, they double it to give you two. Judging on things, but luckily you were riding the back of the pickup truck, so so no big deal, obviously, right there. And in, in terms of Bartolo, I think we gotta let the guy rest his head. He's he's 44, 45 years old. I I if I was Bartolo Cologne, I'd say, what are you doing in my personal life? I, if I didn't want people prying in my personal life, I could move back to Cleveland. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh, I think it's one of those things. This guy, you know, people are prying. 
people can get a, they could learn a good lesson from Bartolo Colon and how he's handled his his six seven wives. You just you just ignore them. You do your thing. They ask you for money. You say whatever. You go out. You pitch a gem. You eat a big sandwich. Okay, this guy's a hero, and uh, I think before too long. You know he's going to be the next number after Mikey Pitts retired. You you wait and see. That's a that's a hot take from your boy Richie Barizi. Yeah, I I agree completely, kid. And, and quite frankly, for me, because he's a big man, the fact that he can carry on multiple relationships, I mean, more power to you. You know, he's an inspiration to uh to all the chubby gentlemen out there. And as we uh we move along, we got after Bartolo. Obviously, we got the kid Matt Harvey against some guy named Gant, who I've never heard of. So Harvey's got it going. Only allowed 11 base runners over 20 innings in his last three games. And the only Gant I know is Ron Gant, you know, from back in the day with the, the Braves and the Reds. I remember that he was, hit a grand slam off of probably John Franco back in like 1994. I, I don't know. I was pretty blitzed. But, uh, Richie, you've got a theory here. What do, what do you got? First of all, let me just tell you, if he hit a grand slam in 1994, there's a 97.8% chance it was off of John Franco, Okay. I I used to sit there and uh, my kids would say, hey, daddy, who's in the game right now? And I said, uh, the guy who's going to lose it. Okay, next thing you know, ball's flying over the wall. Thanks for nothing, John Franco. Uh, anyway, Harvey, been real good since Memorial Day. That's my theory here. Right. I think it's safe to say that he's officially a warm weather guy. All right, sun's out, other team's out. You're not oh, getting anything. Yeah, yeah you bet. I, I mean, got that T-shirt, wore it at the barn. Uh, you're not getting anything uh, past Harvey when it's warm out, when it's cold out. You know, he's going to pitch poorly. He was bad in the World Series. Uh, he's bad at the beginning of the season. Uh, coincidentally, or not so coincidentally, the weather was uh, 50 all over. Now we get into the, the warm weather season, and all of a sudden he's pitching like uh, Sandy Koufax. So, you know, it's uh, that's, that's what I think is going to happen with Harvey. He turned it on. You can expect them to get lights out throughout the summer. And uh, Ron Gant, suck it. You got nothing. I, I'm with you there completely, kid. We got to get him maybe a coat, a nice coat to wear in the dugout during April. I mean, maybe if he had a nice, uh, not a fur coat. You know, he's not Joe Namath. Uh, shout out to Broadway Joe, who is. But maybe we get him a nice, uh, nice heavy coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want Peter getting all crazy. But, uh, you know, maybe one of them... Uh, North Faces or the Canada Goose, uh, you know. Ah, the Bubble Goose. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a Kirkland. You know, they're pretty affordable. But, you know, he, what am I saying? He doesn't, need to, he doesn't need to worry about what he affords, you know. Yeah, it's a good thing they don't charge too much for those Kirkland almonds. I'd be out of work. Uh, man, I run through those things. And heading to the Atlanta Braves coming in on Saturday, we got Steven Matz against some guy named Blair, not the Blair Witch Project. What's with all these pitches I haven't even heard of? I, I consider myself relatively educated, but these guys are a bunch of jabrones. But quite frankly, Atlanta has the lowest OPS in the majors against both right-handed pitching and left-handed pitching. Quite frankly, the terrible Chipper Jones is not walking through that door. Andres Galarraga is retired, probably a nice life herding goats. And uh, even if they were around, it might not matter because, you know, you've got this theory on our boy Matt's. Oh, yeah, my boy, Matt. I mean, I'm a little bit worried about the kid, uh, regardless of the fact that he's not going to be seeing any of the big sluggers like uh, Chipper Jones, a goat boy over there. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm worried he might be just a May guy. Had an absolutely unstoppable May, uh, you know, but not not such a good June so far. Uh, you know, he's he's been uh, pretty nice-esque 
which is mediocre. Uh, thankfully, he doesn't need anyone on the team to pay for a nose job like Carlos Beltran did for Nice. That was a real mess. But, uh, you know, as far as his pitching goes, hasn't been great. He's got a good matchup against this Tony Blair guy to uh, set him straight. Uh, you know, I mean, to me, Blair's got about as much experience in the majors as Stevie Wonder does as an optometrist. I think he's got about four starts total. So you got to jump all over him, uh, which our offense is having a lot of trouble doing these days. But uh, maybe if we can get that, that Reen Rivera in there for Paul Wecky, yeah. Uh, maybe if Loney could smack a couple, you know, soft yet authoritative singles up the middle, uh, I wouldn't hate any of that. So, you know, hopefully we could we could jump on this guy and get good old Stevie Boy off the schneid. Yeah, I tell you, Tony Blair, it's interesting. He's a politician somewhere overseas and also a guy whose tab I never met. I never met the guy, but I used to drink off his tab at the Mulcahy's. I used to on Tony, Tony Blair's tab, and they said, uh, anything for you, Richie. So. That, that's the thing about moles. You know, you get there in the weeds. It's a it's a big place, and uh, next thing you know, you could just walk up there. You, you just make up a last name. You pick a you pick a common last name. You see, you see, you see what sticks. Uh, hey, uh, Miller Lite, uh, you, you got a tab open? Yeah, Blair. Okay, yeah, 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 great. Good. You do it all night. Tony Blair, thanks for the beers. Yeah, Tony Blair, thank you, my friend. Hopefully you give up runs like you have given me beers over my sweet life. And heading to Sunday's finish, Jacob deGrom against uh, this gentleman for the Braves. And, and deGrom in day games in his career, 10-2 and two, with a 1.29 ERA over 18 starts. Over This is his third season in the majors. Still young, he can shake it off that Saturday night, no problem. Rebound for those day games on a Sunday, unlike you and I. And again, they're playing the Braves. I, I don't even know how you pronounce this. How do you pronounce this Braves pitcher? I looked it up on Wikipedia. It looks like uh, Tiaron. Tiaron. Okay. So it's uh, it's Jason Degrom against Tiaron. Could be tough. Uh, Jason keeps him in games, though. I mean, you know, so if the offense can swing more than a pool noodle out there. Uh, we may have a chance. If they can't, you know, I, I don't think it matters how well Jason uh, throws the old rock. We're uh, we're, we're going to get a, a, a tails whipped. So uh, you know, it's just it's it's one of those things. Uh, I I'd like to say we have a chance in any game, but you know, I think we'll get to it later. The offense is just uh, it's bugging me. I I I don't think we have a chance in a lot of these games. It's kind of like when I was at uh, I was at Eddie's the other day. I was talking to the shot girl. I thought I had a chance. It was an age gap. My joke about blockbuster late fees really shit the bed. So uh, you know, yeah, not not good. Uh, kind of like this this Mets offense not not supporting uh, any of the pitchers' efforts, and uh, that's all we got for the schedule. You know, that's uh, that takes us through the rest of the week. Let's move on to the storylines portion. Of our show, it's uh, this is a, another segment we call storylines. You've heard it every week. The first one, the Mets had the first player draft last Friday. Of course, naturally, they draft two kids from Long Island. Uh, Tommy, what do you got? Yeah, Richie. Uh, you know, right now as a as a former young man that grew up on Long Island, baseball idols to really look up to. You see these guys picking guys. From Long Island, the Mets keeping the homegrown talent. It used to be Craig Biggio and a, a Frank Catalanato and Russ Glode if you lived out east all year long like you in fucking Newfoundland. But now we got some real arms. We got some real guys coming out. 
Uh, you know, this Justin Dunn looks like he's got electric stuff. Pride of Freeport spent some night on the marinas there, and they got the boardwalk. Uh, the, nice the mile, kid. The mile. The mile. They got a great football team. Great high school football team out there in Freeport. Shout out to uh, Freeport. I feel like uh, every year I go to the Stony Brook, they're putting a heart on Saville in the in the final. But uh, they draft this other kid, Kay. And uh, you know, what do you, what do you think about this? I'm pretty pleased. A uh, qu- quick fun fact about Freeport: they've got a street named after the Brickashaw Ferguson. Ah, uh, you know, J E T S. Wonder what that wonder what that sounds like on a GPS, huh? Make a right on the Brickishaw Ferguson Drive. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, that anyway, lady is is not used to that. Oh yeah, forget about it. She's she's a noodle after that one. But uh, you know, I think this is written in the stars. Justin Dunn, Anthony K. I went to school with uh, Anthony's dad, Tony. Pretty sure uh, he opened K Jewelers. So you know, it's, things seem to be going well for him. Congratulations to to the K's on the jewelry and uh, Anthony making the Mets. I mean, you know, some it's like Rod Stewart said: some guys have all the luck. Uh, somewhere in heaven, Bobby Ojeda's finger that he chopped off in Port Washington, it's smiling down on us. And it's 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 saying thank you for making all these great picks from Long Island. We love you. Yeah, I'm with you there. Hopefully, they say every kiss begins with K. Only hoping Anthony K will be kissing a championship ring. At some point, and that was a good one. I like that one. You like that? I that's uh, it's called a uh, a segue. I heard. Well, uh, what about what about if they started calling him Anthony K because he strikes out a lot of people? Wouldn't that be crazy? I like that. I think he just came up with a t shirt idea. We got to get it before those jabrones at the seven line. I'm just kidding. Love the love the seven line. They're great. Hey, JK, don't get mad at us. They like they make. Hey hey, they're they're very good at what they do. Seems like a nice guy. That that me and right. Ah, yeah, he's a peach. So the uh, the whole team is is injured. This whole Mets club. If Conforto goes down, I I don't know what to do. What what do you what do you think we can do? What can we do to get Conforto out of the slump here, kid? Yeah, this is our, our second uh, storyline we're looking at. We're seeing uh, Conforto not hitting at all for about you know the guys that hit for a week, you let it slide. The guys that hit for two weeks, you let it slide. Uh, you know, I, I started to worry when Gary Cohan was getting upset about it. He's not hitting anymore. And my personal theory on it is that it's because the Mets don't have enough Paisans on the team, not enough Italians. When Piazza was there, they had Johnny Franco, Matt Franco, Todd Zeal, and Benny Agbayani, who's half. Uh, the Mets need to trade for a Paisan or bring up a guy like Sacchini uh, or... Uh, that's about it. I think that's the only one they have. They should bring up Sacchini. All right, keep him company. Or get another guy from outside the organization that, you know, that isn't cooking bobbly. He's doing the real stuff. He's got he's got a nana that, that makes him, uh, you know, some, some gravy. You know, make the kid feel at home. I tell you what, Richie, you should get your aunt. Your aunt still makes the good eggplant palm. Just bring a, bring a big platter to the park. She actually passed away, or I would. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Richie. Nah, she was the worst. Don't worry about it. Oh man, oh man! I hate to get deep. Uh, hate to get deep here, but uh, I agree with you. Maybe we could even bring back the immortal Val Pascucci, Val Pascucci, minor league legend, kind of like Kevin Costner in that Bull Dora movie, except Italian and not as handsome as Kevin Costner. You know, like my aunt, I thought Val Pascucci had passed away, also. But using that Wikipedia, I found out that he had not. And uh, I think that's a great idea, Tommy. If we could sign him to a deal, I think it's very cost-effective. It's like uh, it's like bringing back Kelly Johnson, which was an A-plus move in my book. That guy's got, uh, you know, I was watching one of those shows. He's got great exit velocity off the bat. 
even if the ball's usually going into someone else's glove. I just I love exit velocity. I love Kelly Johnson, and I love your idea about Val Pascucci. That's all I got to say there. Yeah, totally. And quite frankly, I I, I heard that Conforto's living on the Upper East Side. I think they should move him out to Astoria, bring him a nice uh, Italian sub from Sal Chris and Charlie's every day. He has one of those delicious filling. Get him out of the city in the borough, short of commute. Uh, I can't disagree. I mean, you know, I would say send him down right now. Let him hang out with some of the paisans uh, and bring him up. You know when you bring him up? Mike Piazza retirement weekend. He's going to get emotional. Uh, the wrist will be healed up a little bit. You know, he'll, he'll show up with a little dirty undershirt, maybe some sauce on there, a little bit of grease, a little bit of olive oil, and uh, he'll be yanking him over the wall in no time. That's my plan for him. Get him around more Italians and then get him back up during uh, the biggest Italian holiday that New York's going to see this year, Mike Piazza weekend. 100% kid. And that brings us to our third storyline. The offense has been bad. And, and, you know, you look at the stat sheet, looks like we're hitting a lot of home runs, but but why has the offense been bad? Uh, you know what? It's You're going to hate to hear this. Too many home runs. We got to hit more singles and doubles and let the guys run around the bases. Uh, all they do is hit home runs. It's not a good enough way to score for us. A guy like Loney, I think. I think we got to follow, you know, the Loney path and start blooping some more singles over there. You know, get it. Maybe maybe trade us. You know, get. I hate to say it, but maybe you trade in a guy like Yoenis Cespedes for, for you know the whatever the modern day version of an Andy Chavez is. One of those guys that could just slap a bunt. He hangs it on base. He you know he does stuff for you. I mean, we're scoring less runs now than we did last year when uh, when John Mayberry Jr was supposed to be uh, cleaning up for us. So, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, like our good friends Joe Oslak, Joe McEwing, shout out to all the guys named Joe, have shown us nothing wrong with a good single. Nothing wrong. Don't need to be going above and beyond, being a real try-hard, trying to be a real tough Tom, Joe, and Harry, hitting the ball over the left field fence. You could just stroke a nice single to right like you did back in our softball days. No, absolutely. I mean, I used to sit there, uh, Rothel Center, uh, field two, I believe it was. Field and, two, yeah. You know, yeah, and you know, I mean, I'm, uh, I, you know, not to pat myself on the back, I'm built like a brick shit house, but I know how to spray the ball. <laughs> I know how to spray the ball over the field, and uh, it's exactly what I did. I didn't, I didn't need to smash it over the left field of his head every time. Yeah, don't give yourself too much credit, but when you're laying sheetrock uh, 80 hours a week getting that OT, uh, I'm not hating on you, kid. And, you know, finally, our boy Darno on the way back. And as he comes back, uh, you know, some tough, tough things for Terry Collins. You know, I turn on the TV over the weekend and they say, you know, Terry's going to the hospital. Uh, you know, what's going on with Darno and what's going on with Terry here, Richie? Uh, Darno is on his way back from a shoulder injury. Uh, he's actually catching, which seems pretty promising. And Terry is on his way back from the dead, apparently. Uh, I don't know what was going on. It was pretty crazy with him. Uh, you know, the thing is with Travis, he's more fragile than a pair, the pair of white Oakleys I bought at, for my beach volleyball team this summer. Uh, just, just so, uh, you get that analogy, they broke in two days. And since I bought them off my personal trainer, no warranty, but yeah, I mean, hopefully the kid can stay healthy. And as far as Terry goes, uh, thoughts and prayers, I mean, they're not, they didn't tell us anything about him. They kept him in Milwaukee, which sounds like a terrible place to be overnight. So, uh, it must've been serious. But, uh, you know, Terry Terry was back tonight. Hopefully TDA comes back soon because this, uh, this Paul Lucky kid's, you know, driving me to drink. 
Yeah, I feel like uh, Kevin Pluecki has not gotten a hit since 2012 at this point. And uh, so hopefully Dono gets back speedy recovery for the kid Travis. Great pop when he's healthy. But, you know, we talk about Terry. He needs to take care of himself. He's not a young man anymore. When you look at Terry, you look at him and you're like, this guy's got a great fucking tan. Looks like he's straight out of Boca Raton. But he's not a young man anymore. My great-grandfather always told me the cure to living well in old age was a was a half bottle of Powers whiskey every day before noon. Now, Richie, I'm not saying that's right, but I'm not saying it's wrong either. I'm not I'm not trying to give another grown man advice. But, you know, maybe Terry gets a little more pep in his step and uh, calls a few more hit and runs, huh? Yeah, I mean, listen, Terry Terry Collins has been in baseball since uh, since Moses was wearing short pants. So he's not he's not a young man. But, uh, you know, at the same time, we need to keep this guy alive and well for the stretch run because, uh, you know, not to get too morbid here, but it'd be a real bummer if, uh, if you know, our, our coach kicked the bucket while we're trying to win the big one, you know. So get well soon, Terry. Stay well soon. And, uh, you know, keep playing forward. Yeah, and as we head to our next segment, our ranking segment, we, we bring this to you every single week, and we're bringing you the top five failed outfield prospects. And if you're a Med fan born in the 1960s like myself and Richie, you've seen quite a few of these come around. And, uh, you know, number five, Lasting's Millage. What do you got? Yeah, things went downhill for good old Lasting's as soon as uh, he was high-fiving the fans like a like a big shot uh, after after getting a big hit. He's got a lot you know, of kids. Yeah, I mean, you know, just, just jog out to the field, all right? You hit a home run, act like you've been there before Lasting's. Uh, and, you know, you'll see as we go down this list, he was number 44. The number 44, a bit of a curse number for the New York Mets. Yeah, it's an interesting point, and uh, you know, as as we said, we got plenty plenty of ammo in this category. Number four, the immortal Alex Escobar. I remember going, but you know, before the internet was really a huge thing, going to the Newsday every day and reading about Alex Escobar. They said this kid looks good. Five tool prospect scouts love him. Top ten prospect in the major leagues. He never panned out. They ended up trading him for Roberto Alomar, which also didn't work out. But I'll always remember Alex Escobar, all team first hype, or first first team all hype i can speak english and uh what do you got number three for us richie i mean there was definitely hype there and there was definitely hype between this guy this uh this alex ochoa character let me tell you something this guy was like the the big muscly swinging dick at the uh the mets factory and it did not work out at all i mean had a cannon for an arm he could throw it from right field out to jersey but, uh, you know, he was supposed to be a, a budding star. And before you know it, he was signing autographs at the card shack for a uh, dollar a pop on Rockaway Avenue. You know, things went downhill super fast. Uh, kind of sad to see, although I did stop in for an autograph because, you know, dollar's a dollar. But uh, Alex Ochoa, complete bum. Who do you got at number two? Yeah, this one's kind of similar to the uh, to the kid Escobar we got. Fernando Martinez, maybe uh, some would call him F-Mart, and very similar, very similar to Alex Escobar, came up, ton of hype, you heard about him all the time, eventually never really panned out into much anything, but at one point he was another top 10 prospect, and it got to the point where in the Omar Minaya era, it was like, you know, I don't know if these guys owe him favors, he's he's trading tips to, to get the guys to pump up his value, but you know... Omar didn't do didn't do much well, but uh, you know he certainly had a cachet of Latin prospects that did not pan out. 
Oh, yeah. I used to call this guy Kmart. He struck out like a fucking animal. I was not a big fan of uh, Fernando. And thankfully, he went, he went to another team and failed just as miserably as he did on the New York Mets. Usually when you leave, uh, you do way better, a la Jeff Kent. Uh, and that brings us to number one, who is also another 44. We are bookending this list with 44s that were complete and utter disappointments. Um, this one's Jay Payton. I remember coming up, they were saying Jay Payton was the next Ken Griffey Jr. It was very exciting. You thought this guy was going to be roaming the uh, the friendly confines of Shea Stadium in center field for, I don't know, 10, 15, 30 years. Next thing you know, he's, uh, you know, He's mediocre at best. He's one of those guys, he doesn't pass an eye test. He doesn't pass a fancy sabermetrics test. He doesn't pass an SAT, which is not a pass-fail test. So imagine how bad he'd have to do to fail. Uh, Jay Payton is uh, just a flat-out, he's a turd burger. And uh, he's number one on our list of five failed prospects. Take that with you tonight and just think about how many bad outfielders this team has had before you go to sleep. All right? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, Jay Payton played with Noma Garciaparra in college. Georgia Tech guys, Jay Payton, guy that maybe uh, should spend more time in the cage and not so much time on the squat rack, if you catch my drift, you know. Little yeah. muscle, muscle-bound guy for, for no reason. But enough bagging on the kid Jay Payton. As we head to our final segment of the night, we've been bringing you some different things. I never liked him. Realistic trade scenarios. He's underrated. Tonight we're going with I never liked him. And we're going with Braden Brandon Lupa. See, his name's Braden. I've called him Brandon my entire life. I'm going to continue to call him Mr. Lupa. And talk to me about Mr. Lupa, Richie. What do you think? When did you find out his name's uh, Braden? I thought it was Brandon. I uh, I was like you. I was looking on the Wikipedia. And it said his name was Braden. And I, and I said, is this guy, uh, you know, an extra in Waking Ned Divine? Unbelievable. I mean, this—I don't even know what I'm more what I'm more stunned by. The fact that me and you were just uh, a bunch of Wikipedian fools, or the fact that this guy's name's Ashley Braden. Well, screw it. I'm going to call him Brandon. Uh, Brandon Looper was a nobody on the Marlins. I remember he uh, he came over here. I think uh, we traded for him, and uh, that meant he was he was qualified to be our closer. And I'll tell you, this was right after the uh, the Benitez era. I've never wanted Armando Benitez back so much in my life. I mean, that's uh, that's a lot for me to to admit. But this this Brandon Looper guy, he was he was pitching a beach ball out there. Yeah, hundred percent. And when you look at this this kid Lupa, he's apparently in the Wichita State Athletic Hall of Fame. So both him and Mike Pelfrey went to Wichita State. And quite frankly, the Mets obviously like guys from from Wichita for whatever reason. Got a great area scout in Wichita, a guy that really likes ribs. But, you know, this guy blew blew saves all the time for sure. Transitional period for the Mets. But quite frankly, as Mets fans, we're we're almost obligated in life to hate all the closes. Uh, Whether it's Wagner, Lupa, Benitez, John Franco, we we hate them all. That's what we do. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I even got a couple guys uh, this year. My my buddy Tim's been... uh... He started to get a little lukewarm on uh, Mr. Familia. So, you know, you can imagine. Uh, Jerry, statistically, has been one of our best closers, if not the best closer we've ever had. Uh, but, you know, that's how it goes. I'm sure there were a few people that took a big dumper on uh, Roscoe back in the day, too. 100%, kid. And, uh, you know, that that pretty much brings another one in the books. Uh, put it in the books, as the guy says on the radio. Uh, shout out to 
to get not Gary Thorne. I'm thinking of the 90s. Shout out to Gary Thorne also. He's a great guy. Howie Rose, of course. Just kidding, Howie. I'm just yanking your chain. No, you listen out there, Howie. Uh, Richie, tell the tell the people uh, you're the real fancy advanced technology guy. Tell them where they can find us on social. Yeah, I got my guy, uh, my guy Bruno, who uh, works in my barbershop. He runs our social. Uh, you know, he he does it for a pretty decent price. If anyone needs him, hit me up. I'll I'll hook you guys up. But uh, to get in touch with us, email. It's first time, long time pod at gmail.com. Obviously, hit us up on Facebook. We put up hilarious pictures with some with some wacky captions. We did one today about the pirates, uh, and then of course Twitter. You know, you, we have a a few Miller Lights, a few Captain and Cokes, and you're gonna see us go nuts on Twitter. It's uh, Mets FTLT on Twitter. All right. So, uh, and as always, most importantly, apparently. To keep this show on the air, you got to get on iTunes. You got to hit subscribe and uh, leave us a review. You know we want to get we want to get bigger than the Beatles here. All right, so do us a favor, help us out, and you know if we see you at Eddie's, first round's on us. All right, uh, let's go Mets. Hopefully, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, hey fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time.